So here's the thing. You want to sell 10 16-inch pizzas. You can persuade and market and find 10 families. Each of them come in and orders a 16-inch pizza from you or get one catering deal and have one company that orders 10 16-inch pizzas uh, from you at once. Hmm, how about finding 10 customers where each of them orders 10 pizzas from you? Now we're talking, and that is the power of catering. On this show, we're obsessed with helping you grow your restaurant sales because we believe that sales can uh, not cure every problem in, in the restaurant business, but it can cure a lot of our problems in this business. As we always work toward converting families in the neighborhood to becoming our customers, right? We come up maybe with deals and all kinds of stuff or on Facebook here and there. I mean, I don't know what content strategy, I don't know what you do. There are many ways for us to grow our sales. Again, working on converting families in the neighborhood one by one to become our customers. It is critical to have a catering strategy. If you look into growing your catering sales, it's not going to happen on its own, right? It's going to require a level of intentionality and a game plan and a strategy. Somebody in the company, it could be you yourself or one of your managers or a lead or somebody you have needs to be obsessed with enhancing your catering experience, getting catering deals and all of that. Somebody's got to be obsessed with it. This, in terms of growing our catering sales, is one of our main focuses this year in 2020. If you're also hoping to grow your sales in terms of your catering sales this year, I'm going to share with you seven tips. Hopefully it's going to help you make more dough. When it comes to catering, it is important first for you and I to observe and think and ponder about why people order from us and when they order from us. Is it a birthday party? Is it a graduation? Is it an office meeting? When we put ourselves in their shoes, it's going to help us craft a deal, a craft an offer, a package that is going to serve our customers. And part of that is understanding, for example, a lot of times people are ordering catering from us because maybe they have a training uh, luncheon that they're hosting or something like that. And the meeting is like between 12 to one and they need the food to get there at 1145 because they have allocated 1145 to noon to be their lunchtime and noon to one is a training session. And if you're late, you really ruin the whole plan. So if you're focused on getting catering deals and working with corporations, you need to know that they're professional, hopefully, they're trying to keep uh, time and they have a schedule to work with. And the first tip I have for you is that you need to be obsessed. If you're not already, you need to be obsessed with being on time and the order must be accurate because if the order is not accurate and if your driver forgets the two liters and or the breadsticks and he needs to come back and pick that up and go back to the restaurant and go back to this office and gets there by 1210, you've kind of ruined the whole experience because they had that 15 minutes and that's all they had. So it is very critical for you to get obsessed if you're not already again, because you should be with being on time and accurate uh, order. That needs to be our standard. That's our standard has got to be as, as restaurants because that's part of our reputation in the community. If you have a reputation in the community that your food takes a long time and or you're not on time or things like that, know that it's going to be hard for you to get catering deals because people want to work with businesses or restaurants that are reliable, that are trustworthy. The second tip I have for you is your menu offering. If you have put a catering menu together, just thinking about, oh, you know, 
for example, in our case, we, we have pizzerias, right? So, and we serve pastas too. So you're like, okay, well, pasta tray, fettuccine and spaghetti and meatball, you know, just some of the classics without having done your research, then you're actually not serving your customers well. It is important for you to identify the gap in the community. You know, that's the first phase of the menu. When you put the, your catering menu together, you need to look, actually, we have a team member who did this research phase, put a spreadsheet of all the restaurants, because I'm thinking about that customer of ours who who's thinking about placing an order, is thinking Mexican, is thinking Italian, is thinking sandwiches, right? That's what they're thinking. And I want us to be the first thing they think about when they think about Italian or pizza, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking about for we want to dominate our category. I'm hoping you want to dominate your own category wherever you're located. So I want to look into all the pizza options or pasta options. What do people have options, right? Because they're going to be selecting us or maybe four other options in town. So we want to do a price comparison. You want to look over their offerings, right? Um, do they only have a lot of pastas with meat? Maybe they don't have vegetarian. Maybe they don't have gluten-free options, right? You want to identify a gap that is going to make you stand out among all the competitors, which is, there's plenty of them, right? So you want to create a menu offering that stands out. As well, obviously, you want to do a price comparison. What is everybody else, you know, charging? in whatever category you're in, in our case, again, Italian, as well as in the sandwich category, or, you know, because a lot of them charge per person, um, or Mexican, you know, how, how much is it? You need to do a price comparison and discern which route to go. I'm just saying that it is important for you to do research before you put your catering menu together so it's strategic to serve a need and a gap in the community. The third tip I have for you is that it's critical for us to be professional, especially if you're a small local restaurant. For example, you know, we own a couple restaurants here in the San Antonio area. I never want, uh, when I'm working, for example, with Lowe's or Caterpillar or Amazon, when they order from us, I want them to know we are professional. We may not be a corporation. We are professional. And that, has different facets. So let's talk about it. First off, a lot of times we do courtesy, we give courtesy calls. We want to confirm the order. Like for example, that same morning or the day before, Hey, this is Hangum from so-and-so. I want to confirm your order for tomorrow. Confirm the time. You know, do they want utensils? Do they want plates? Do they, whatever you confirming the order uh, ahead of time gives that corporation like Lowe's gives them peace that you got it together, right? You're not going to forget their order. You're going to be on time. So it just kind of gives them a little bit of a piece and it comes across professional. Another thing you want to do is make it easy for the customer. I always tell our people, customers standing there, they're hungry. They got money in their hand. You make it easy for them to give us money. So maybe a company is like, we want to pay with check. Fine. They want to pay with check. That's fine. We will take check. We will mail you the check. That's fine you know, that company is not going anywhere, right? You know, obviously do your due diligence. I'm not saying, you know, do crazy stuff, but whatever they want to do, make it easy. Maybe they're like, we would like to receive the receipt via email. Maybe two weeks later, the follow-up nowadays with our POS systems, hopefully you have a good POS system as well. You can pull up receipts. You can email them the receipts. We can text them even uh, our receipt from our POS system. And we don't have the fanciest POS. I mean, that's just kind of some of the things we can do for our customers and they value it because they need the receipts for future reference. Another thing that makes it professional aside, obviously needless to say, being on time and the order being accurate is part of us being professional is a follow up that we can do follow up in terms of maybe the day after 
uh, send a quick email and or give a quick call. Jessica, this is hang up from blah, blah, blah. I wanted to thank you again for ordering from us yesterday. I wanted to confirm that everything that you were happy with everything, that everything went well and blah, blah, blah. Give them an opportunity to tell you if something was wrong with the order, they will let you know. So that gives you an opportunity to make it right. Maybe there was a hair in the order. Things happen to everybody. It has happened to us. You know, it's randomly, right? You know, or we've had our driver maybe did not do a very good job and tilted the food and half of it fell and the driver never told us, you know, and you call on the customer, that shows you care. So again, it's part of being professional that we care about the whole experience, not just this transaction of you paid me $20 or 50 or a hundred and here's your food, bye. That is being transactional. Do you know what I mean? So if you want to have long-term business relationships, you need to be professional. You need to follow up. We actually have done this for five years now. Every single week, whenever we have a delivery order or catering order that the order is more than $50, so it's a larger order, we send a physical thank you card. And also we even send a brownies. There are services that I use. You can let me know if you're interested. There are online services you can use that you put the address and whatever the business or who have whatever you want. They send the card and the brownies for you. It may cost me $5, but I want to be in good terms with our good friends Lowe's because I want them to order from us again and again. But that again shows professionality. And not only that, I want them to know we may be local, but we're very grateful for their business. Right? I want them to like our brand. I want them to order from us again. So even consider a physical thank you card or a gift of, it could be again, food like, I mean, like brownies or something like that to make an impression on them that they're blown out of the way. Oh, wow. That we are a different category. You know what I mean? Because if I want to dominate our category, that is, you need to do that. You need to do things different. The fourth tip I have for you is what I feel makes us different than again, maybe a pizza hut or McAllister, I don't know, you know, no offense to those people, but they're corporations, they're bigger companies, you know, they have these managers and stuff. And again, nothing against them. But one thing that you and I can do, and again, obviously they can do this too. Be professional and also personal. You need to be a person. You want the other person to relate to you as a business owner, as a professional person in the, you know what I mean, in town, a community leader. And you need to be building report. So always when we have people who call in to place a large order, we always ask them, hey, uh, would you tell me what's the occasion? Maybe they're like, oh, we have a training session. Oh, wonderful. You know, and then you kind of try to ask more. Maybe they're like, oh, it's my spouse's graduation from the military. Oh, wow. Which branch is he part of? Or like you want to ask more questions to get to know them a little bit more. Be a person and build long-term relationships with people in the community, especially the person who's in charge of placing the food or food for meetings and stuff for gun Chevrolet car dealership. That person needs to become your friend. So maybe you later stop by. We have somebody within our team stop by and take some of our Zeppelin donuts for that person, thanking that person for placing the order with us, right? You want to reward them for ordering with us. They could have gone to a competitor, right? So that is building relationships, building rapport with key individuals in, in these companies. Step number five is to mind your presentation. The way we present the food, obviously we're a little bit at a disadvantage if you're a local business, because maybe we don't have all of our packaging branded and things like that. However, we can still be organized. Things can look good and clean 
and professional, especially the driver. You need to make sure that the driver that goes out to this company is a representation of who you are. They need to be courteous. They need to show gratitude, right? The way they present themselves, it's very important. We've made too many mistakes in this field where the driver goes in and they've not represented the company well. I don't know if it's happened to to y'all before, but um, it is important to mind how we present ourselves uh, when we go to these companies. So they find us to be reliable, trustworthy, because ideally the goal isn't them wanting to get this one-time deal. We want, again, I'm repeating that again, we want them to order from us every single month, every single week. We want them to order from us more frequent, and that's going to be being reliable and trustworthy and making an impression. Tip number six is that you need to have somebody in the company that does frequently, and you have to have a system in place, food drops in all the businesses in the three to five mile radius of your business. I've mentioned this so many times in the show. I mean, because it's that critical. You cannot just rely on all online ways of doing things, though I am pro all of that. You still need a face, a friendly person. Maybe you have a server who is very friendly. You're like, hey, what if I paid you this much per week and all you did is take free pizzas to these businesses and this is what you say. You drop off the menu, you get the card of that, whoever that person is and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So think about uh, think about that. Who can be, it could be you maybe. That's the one you're doing. Currently, we are visiting 40 to 50 businesses um, every week. Sometimes we take uh, just a gift card voucher that's a f- for a free pizza. Sometimes we take cannolis. Sometimes so you don't want to do always the same, right? But we have mapped out 100 and 120 businesses in our three to five mile radius. We want them to know us. And you want to do this every single month. Um, <clears throat> you don't want to be just stopping there once, dropping off like a little samples of something and menus and never come back. People know that you're transactional. You really don't care about them. So you want to pursue relationships, be personal, go back to them, ask them, hey, so what's your favorite thing? Pizza. And they're going to tell you veggie. You make a note next time you take a veggie pizza for Susan because you care about Susan. You want Susan to like you. You want Susan to order from you next time, right? So that is groundwork. You got to work the soil. You got to sow seeds every single week, visiting these businesses, get their business, be courteous, follow up, right? I mean, this is, if you want to build your catering business, it's going to be work. So these are some of the tips that I had for you. Last but not least, this is something that we are giving extra care for this year is pursue partnerships. So there, you know, you have wedding venues or places where they host events. Maybe you have <clears throat> wedding planners that you can partner with. Maybe, you know, partnering with people that they could refer you that you could refer them. That is very important. Like we have our civic center that host events all the time. You want to befriend places that can refer you. And that is having strategic partnerships. I've shared a lot about this particular partnership part also on this channel uh, many times as well, which is, I think is critical. We need to be always partnering with local businesses where we can give them business and they can give us business. And as restaurant owners, we deal with all kinds of people. We can be great connectors in the community, which also positions us as leaders in the community. All right, friends, here you have it. I had seven tips for you to help you build your catering business. We're working on it. Hopefully you're working on it. These are the things we're working on actively. 
this quarter actually with our team where this is a big project we're working on. So um, I wish that it served you. Let me know what's one thing you're going to be doing to build your catering business. I would love to hear it. As always, I am one email away, team at makingdoughshow.com. If you got any questions, any way I can help you out, let me know and uh, we will be in touch. And now let's get back to work and make some dough. Bye.